This is part two of our series about food waste. We're throwing away a third of our food, so what can businesses do about it? If you haven't already, you can catch up on part one. Hello. How are you, Simon? Good. We're back in Melbourne. Yeah. We're back. And today we're talking about food waste. Indeed, this is part two of our series. To refresh your memory, globally, we're wasting a third of our food, and the FAO puts the total economic cost of food waste at one trillion US dollars per year, environmental costs at around 700 billion per year, and social costs at 900 billion. And we also looked at redistribution, which is one of the ways businesses can address the problem. We heard case studies about Nando's and DC Central Kitchen and how they set up food redistribution programs to help people and reduce waste. If you could collect from the restaurants, the hotels, the caterers, the hospitals, farmers, food that they hate to throw away and, and make sure it's handled professionally, you could feed more people better food for less money. What are we talking about today? So today we're looking at another way businesses can help with this food waste problem, and that's through repurposing foods. We'll be really focusing on a case study for a business called Rubies in the Rubble, which is a condiments company based in the UK. Awesome. I started researching food waste and I couldn't believe the scale of the problem of how much we were wasting. When we talk about repurposing food, what we mean is taking food products that would otherwise go to waste and adding value to them by transforming them into new products. And you're telling me you've got an enormous amount of tomatoes that are being wasted, and I guarantee you, somebody's buying ketchup. Do that deal. Come on. When we looked at redistributing food in the previous episode of this series, we saw that it's a really good approach for businesses to ensure the value of surplus food is maintained. But it doesn't necessarily sit centrally within a company's business model. It's an additional activity to an existing business. Whereas repurposing surplus food does present an opportunity for a business to create new value streams by bringing new products to market. As we'll find out, repurposing food can actually be the central driver for a business. To see what repurposing food looks like in action, we'll be hearing from Jenny Costa, the founder and CEO of Rubies in the Rubble. I wanted to create this fun brand that was delicious and amazing to, to buy into and that you could eat your way into sustainability and uh, it would pass on a message that hopefully that little jar in your fridge would make you think when you're throwing away food in your own home. Rupees in the Rubble is a sustainable food business based out of the UK. They produce condiments like ketchup, mayonnaise and relishes made from food that would otherwise have gone to waste. Rubies in the Rubble supplies their products to some of the UK's most recognised retailers and restaurants, including Waitrose, Morrison's and Honest Burgers. So I started Rubies in 2012. Uh, in quite a strange circumstance, I was working in a hedge fund in the city in London and I'd done a master's in mathematics. But after two and a half years of working there, I knew I didn't really have much passion for finance. And going right back to my childhood, I was brought up on a small farm on the west coast of Scotland and sustainability was really at the heart of our upbringing. We had a well for collecting our water. We created our own electricity from wind turbines. And my mother used to pride herself on feeding the whole family from the fruit and veg garden. Preserving fruit and veg in the old fashioned way was something I was really aware of. 
Rupees in the Rubble took its cue from millennia-old practices of preserving food to extend its shelf life and add value to produce that's otherwise not fit for the high aesthetic standards of supermarkets or doesn't have the shelf life for transporting to and displaying in stores. I was coming back from work one day in, in 2010 and I read an article talking about supermarkets locking their bins and people trying to get in to take food that was perfectly good but out of their sell-by date. And I was thinking food is perishable, it's governed by the weather, which is unpredictable, and then at the other end it's governed by us and our demand, which is also unpredictable. And in the middle we have these giant supermarkets of showing everything in plentiful volumes. And with it being perishable, what happened when that supply and demand didn't add up? I just wanted to act. When I first started, I started with chutneys and relishes, and I would team up with farmers whenever they were doing a crop, say of apple or pears, if they had waste in that season. And often a farmer normally, on average, could waste between 20 and 40% of that crop. So I'll take things that are undersized, oversized, or sometimes if it's for example, a cherry tomato that has a short shelf life, it might be uh, we've got too much of it and the demand for it wasn't realised. Um, if a farmer knows that they need to put a best before date for 15 days, we'll take a tomato with 10 day life and we can turn it into a, a relish that then adds a two year life on it and adds value to the, to the tomato. So traditionally that's how we've done our chutneys and relishes and for our ketchup, we've created a pear puree made from surplus pears and we can that and it replaces half of the sugar in the ketchup because we realized that sugar and water were the main ingredients. Yeah, this came up last time. Um, it's quite an interesting thought. We used to be really good at managing, maintaining and optimizing our food because it was scarce. So not really new, just a more holistic or thoughtful approach. Yes, and what we're seeing through all the episodes in this series is it's really a mindset shift of how do we value food in the ways that we have historically. On that point of best before stickers and shelf life of different products, the UK has actually introduced a new law to remove best before dates from a vast range of products. Yep. And it's to try to re-educate us around the fact that a lot of these food products are still safe to eat. They might not look as beautiful as they did on day one that we bought them, but there's still life in that produce. So there are steps happening in the supermarket level. As well as repurposing avoidable food waste to add shelf life and value, Rupees in the Rubble have utilised other types of potentially avoidable food waste to create new products in their line. They have a plant-based mayonnaise based on aquafaba, which is a byproduct of cooking chickpeas. It has the same properties as egg whites, and they've partnered with hummus manufacturers to collect the cooking water from those chickpeas, which would normally just be thrown away. Rubies in the Rubble then turns it into a shelf-stable powder for use in their mayonnaise. Unlike traditional food businesses, Rubies in the Rubble first considers what types of produce are generating greater amounts of waste and then looks to develop products that uses them in a way to appeal to customers. For example, their banana ketchup demonstrates this alternative approach to developing new products. We also have a banana ketchup, which is a really... Um... It's a Marmite kind of product, people love or hate it. We created it because bananas are the most commonly thrown away fruits in the UK. And when we first started on the markets and we had a little kitchen there, 
the trainers were like, what can you do with this? They're very hard to get rid of as well because you can't put them into anaerobic digestion. They've got a huge comfort when they don't decay very well and they let up the methane gas. They're often going to landfill. And so we really wanted to create a product with that. And I always started looking up Caribbean recipes and there was the banana ketchup based out there. And we actually started it as a banana chutney. And it had a really small following. We launched it on a carder and a couple of other places. And at one point, we just thought we we're going to delist this product. It's, it's so small and growing so small compared to the others. And people just don't get it. And we delisted it. And we got this flurry of emails from people just furious that we had delisted the product. And we got about 250 people to send feedback of what do they use it with. And most people were having it with a salad that would make it sort of almost Caribbean and fun tasting, or they would put it with curries instead of a mango chutney, or they put it with a chicken burger. And so we decided to get it out of the little jar and that it was in a chutney jar and put it into a bottle and call it a ketchup. And since then it stayed with us and it still is a sort of a funny old product that people either love or hate, but it definitely showcases and explains uh, what we're all about in a really interesting way, having taken an ingredient that was a waste product and really tried to find a demand for it. The story of Rubies in the Rubble reveals that repurposing food products that would otherwise have gone to waste and finding new ways to use them and market them to customers can create a distinctive and profitable business. So what are the benefits of repurposing food? From a food waste perspective, there's the big win of extending shelf life through cooking and preserving techniques, which helps to reduce spoilage and extend their life. Farmers and growers often have lots of leftover apples or tomatoes that aren't sell to someone because they don't need some perfect requirement. It's like, no one wants this. So there's a huge opportunity there. Basically, people like Jenny Costa and Ruby's in the Rubble who are just finding almost like an untapped resource that can be used to make delicious food. That's right. Add to that, one of the points in the supply chain where food waste occurs is in retail. As we learned in the previous episode, retailers have developed stringent aesthetic standards for food products. An apple that's too small or a banana that's not curved enough just doesn't make the cut. And we are seeing signs of this shifting. There are limited ranges of imperfect produce hitting our shelves, but there really is a bigger system change that needs to continue, involving a shift in how retailers and individuals value food. Still, while we're working towards that bigger system change, repurposing food presents solutions right now. After all, no one can see whether the tomatoes in that chutney were out of spec to begin with. Whereas redistribution works well as one part of what a food business is doing and does have its own financial benefits, repurposing products can create a standalone business opportunity in its own right, as in the case of rubies in the rubble. What we see is that business solutions to the problem of food waste don't necessarily require the latest technologies or innovations. Looking to long-standing techniques of prolonging the life of food through preservation, businesses can create a sustainable range of products that adds value to out-of-spec produce, meets consumer demand, and creates a point of difference in the retail and hospitality space. For businesses that want to address the problem of food waste through repurposing, start with the question of what food products are currently going to waste in your context and what could they be transformed into? Find out where you can access wasted food in the supply chain and establish partnerships. 
It may be at the farm gate with primary producers or with manufacturers or even retailers. However, there are some types of food waste that are harder to manage. Unavoidable food waste is really thought to have the least value. It consists of elements of food production that we would not normally consider edible, such as meat bones, eggshells or coffee grounds. We want to find the really hard to manage wastes, manage them and produce a material that can go back into the food supply chain. In these cases, the opportunities for businesses often lie in developing new technologies and systems that are able to process these forms of waste and create value from them. We'll be featuring two businesses that are doing just that in our next episode. Taking the world's most plentiful ag waste product and converting it to clean up water around the world. Cool, so last time we talked about redistribution. That can be consumed by someone else, complicated and not easy to do, but totally doable. Today we're talking about that banana that can be turned into yummy relish. Um, that to me seems like a huge opportunity for businesses to turn these waste products into something. I know you. Yes. Up next is this unavoidable stuff. That's right. Very exciting. If you've heard of anything through the food waste system, that's different from what we've talked about today. Uh, seeing great examples, we'd love to hear about it so that we can incorporate it into future research. And if you want to learn more about this topic, you can find our research report and other facts and findings on our website. This has been part two of our series on the problem of food waste and what businesses can do about it. If you want to dig further, head to our website, thebusinesspickle.com for a deep dive into our research on this topic and others. Thanks for listening to The Business Pickle.